Brilliant. Nice, uh, nice lead time there. <laughs> oh, Woody Woodpecker. What a G. <laughs> Do you remember Woody Woodpecker? Yo, I bet he wouldn't. I bet he wouldn't have been racist. No, he wouldn't. Woody would have been out there being like, "Well, he was, he well, was out there with us. I, he was chucking wood." <laughs> well, kids, just remember, just remember that we're all we're all equal. <laughs> <laughs> what a great show, man! BBC One, yo, BBC. One. Yeah, man. Did you watch Fairly Odd Parents as well? Oh, I love yeah. Fairly Odd Parents. Look at so Look at you middle class people celebrating having that sky. Oh my goodness. We didn't, we didn't have sky. <laughs> sky, that was ITV. That was bro. ITV. We didn't have any extra channels. Fairly odd parents was on ITV. ITV one, bro. Yeah. We had I, we had five channels. We might have even had four and a half. We didn't have anything. <laughs> we had nothing. What was the half channel? What was the half channel? Channel five is basically. When did you ever watch did you like what did you channel Milkshake. five? You watched Milkshake on Channel no, 5? I didn't. No, no. I I see you missed out. You missed out because Milkshake had some... Milkshake was that Sunday school TV. Like, it'd be on a, a Sunday morning because all of the other channels haven't put on anything on Sunday morning. Milkshake was there for, for Sunday church kids. Really? Wow. She looked out for us. I had no idea. Do you know what? I, um, channel 5 used to have more black movies than any other channel. And I've realised... That's yeah. because they were all cheaper for them to acquire. Because <laughs> nobody wanted to watch them. So if you wanted a black movie, like Channel 5 on a Sunday afternoon used to have like Love and Basketball. No, they didn't use like, <laughs> What are you talking about? I said, okay, sorry, Nezzy, you've gone too far. <laughs> they did not have Love and You're Basketball. Lying. You know, You're lying. You're know, lying. <laughs> They did. Brown Sugar and Boys in the Hood. Everything was on Channel 5. Boys in the Hood, yeah. 3 p.m. 4 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and I guess they could get away with all the swearing and stuff because they knew no one was watching. Nobody's <laughs> Apart from me. Wow. Imagine that. I used to watch Channel 5 for basketball. That's what I used to watch it for. Again, see, they used to have all the black stuff on Channel 5. Wow. It's even true. Host, Actually, can, you, can you, I don't know, start the show? What? Wow. Yo, chill out. We're just... We're just what? Just you, hold on, hold on. I just clocked. I just clocked. You hit that clocked. recording button. I just clocked. Friend of mine, how would you like to be referred to? Would you like to be referred to as your actual name oh, or gosh. something different? Mm, I haven't had time to think of my if friend. We've got, we got time. We're not starting right this second. If you don't come up with a name, we'll name you. Oh, please name me. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, I was going to go by your Twitter name. What about your Twitter name? Oh, okay. I mean, but it's really... What? Oh, yeah. That's a bit weird. It's a bit weird to call you that, actually. Maybe not that. It's, it's quite a mouthful. Yeah, so. it's true, mouthful. And I the first bit is just it would just be weird to say. So. Um, why can't we? What, what's um, a good um, uh, a black character? Moesha. Oh my gosh! What? Wait, wait, wait! No, no, no! What's Go that black girl from the Rugrats? Does anyone remember her? Susie. Oh. Susie. It's Susie. Is it Susie? Yeah, Susie Pickles. All right, that's me then. Chucky's half sister. Susie. So we call you Pickles or Susie? Up to you. Surprise me. I like Pickles. Pickles is a bit. I like Pickles. All right, cool. Let's call her Pickles. All right, Pickles. All right, Pickles. <laughs> All right, I guess we're ready to start. No, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. No, just Susie. All right, Susie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. A bit. Pickles is a bit wild. Okay. Um... Wait, before I start this, let me just find out what episode it is because I actually can't remember. Um, I think it's 32, yeah. I just want to 
Dubla check. And it's episode 31. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cool. Are you sure? Yes, yeah, no, it's 32. It's not. It's 32. No, it's 32. What did I, oh, did I say 31? Sorry, I meant 32. I meant 32. Yes, 32. See why wow. I keep saying I have to replace Who would have thought? thought I was the host of this thing, eh? Do you understand? <laughs> do, you see why it's, do you see why it keeps happening? Uh, Tunde, would you like to host this one? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> why is he always so ready? Just to oh, God. No, no, he's hosting. He's hosting. I'm, the, I'm just All a right. cast member today. Oh, you always do this and then I have to I have to knock it out of the park as always. <sighs> Welcome back to Tales from the Monday. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh my god, I just took stabs from uh that's mad. I need to stop listening to eloquently saying nothing. Because that's definitely his start to the show. Right, after two failed attempts, welcome to Tales from the Plantation, <laughs> episode 32. 32. Uh, it is your much preferred host, Tunde, leading you to freedom, given that Harry decided to take 4th of July off, and now he's <laughs> In the Zoom studio with us today, we have with me. So it's me, Harry Tubman. Um, I decided to sort of go to the back of the Underground Railroad on the back of the train. I'll let Tunde take the reins for now. Um, so he's leading you all to freedom today. I'm just chilling in the back. Uh, it's your girl, Nezzy. Uh, you can find me on social media or you cannot. Oh. Mysterious. Wow. Mysterious. And today we have a special <laughs> guest. I was just about to sing that. <laughs> Come in. Is that that's how the song goes? That's not, is it? Yeah. Mysterious girl. Oh, you know, I don't actually know anything about the Yeah, yeah, waterfall scenes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. So this you know, is what sorry, it feels quick like sto- this is what it feels like to be disrespected. <laughs> Can I just add a quick story here that a girl from my uni actually married Peter Andre? What? Really? Yeah, Peter Andre's that. wife was once in my house in what? Um, in my second year of, of med school. Yeah. Swear down. Mm. Sorry, carry on. Um, no, that's fantastic. And and on that note, we have got our special guest. Special guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. I was going to be Susie Pickles, but then I googled and her last name is actually Susie Carmichael. Um oh. from the Rugrats. Didn't know that, but every day. Yeah, coming to you from BK. Cheese. BK. BK is Brooklyn, by the way, guys. I'm trying to think of any song that I know that has BK in it. BK, are you with me? No. Um, <laughs> what's it? What? Put your lighters up, BK. Put your lighters up. Put your lighters up. No matter where you're from, put your lighters up. Anyway. Cool. <laughs> Uh, oh no no and another one i like the boys uh tap from the bk oh yeah no, <laughs> bk's got bare shout outs oh i'm flipping uh, 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 uh what's that song uh lean back it says there's something about bk in there anyway uh, go on is, is, there is you know what? no no 
I'm happy for it to be disorganized because it's you just gonna have to edit this. <laughs> so continue with your disruption. <laughs> now go on, go on, go on, go. So I'm done. I'm done. Did you? I'm done. Nah, cool. I mean, in in this in this uh, in this environment, we need all of the laughter that we can get. As we know, the UK has been flooded with the recognition that something called institutional racism exists. Nah, what? I believe, I believe it's a new concept, um, recently mm. released, uh, just after COVID, I think. Very new, mm. fresh off the boat. Fresh off the boat. Fresh yeah, they the are, boat. aren't they? <laughs> um, and it is getting all sorts of attention from the everyman who's just been working his shift and has finally been released into Soho, all the way to the upper <laughs> echelons of society where our very own Prince Harry, the gunman formerly Windsor, Jeez. who this week released a statement about institutionalized, oh, institutional racism. Uh, but I'm going to try and get Are you going to read there. it? I'm going to try and get the quote, yes. I should have been more prepared. It's called cool. Cut This Time Out. <laughs> well, do you want me to read it? Do you want me to read some of it? No, I, 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 was gonna, I thought we were going to do like a, an interlude. As you find it. <laughs> you found it yet? I have, yeah, yeah. It's coming up. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so, Prince Harry himself. Self, in a virtual message during the 2020 Diana Awards ceremony, I feel like we need to discuss why there's such a thing as Diana Awards, but whatever. Um, last Wednesday, the Duke of Sussex honoured those who were working to tackle some of the world's biggest issues, including racial inequality, climate change, and mental health. Uh, right now, he said, we are seeing situations around the world where division, isolation, and anger are dominating. As pain and trauma come to the surface, the prince said he and his wife Megan agree that their generation and the one before them have not done enough to right the wrongs of the past. I too am sorry. I don't know why he's become a bit of a lad, but he has. I too am sorry. Sorry, sorry that we haven't got to the world to the place you deserve it to be. Institutional, institutional racism has no place in our societies, yet it is still endemic. Unconscious bias must be acknowledged without blame to create a better world for all of you. So, hmm. I, I suppose mean, my my first question to you guys, as we as we hear our former favorite prince, after the one that favorite. turned himself into a, into a symbol, um, how how does that make you feel when we've got institutional racism actually being acknowledged are we are we glad that it's about time or are we a bit like meh you've been you've had long enough do i care about white people's statements about racism it's tricky not really i mean what i did like was that he talks about um the commonwealth and acknowledging the past and trying to right their wrongs i mean you know he said so many people have done such an incredible job of acknowledging the past and trying to right those wrongs have they 
Okay. Who are they? Who, okay. Who's that? I don't think they have. I'm like, who's that? <laughs> Acknowledge. <laughs> Acknowledge. <laughs> like, I ain't seen nobody. <laughs> and look, even in the UK, a Tory MP said his comments were disappointing and would not please the Queen. I just want to tell Harry, I, I, I really appreciate that he's doing this, but I just want him to talk to his grandma. Yeah, talk to your grandma. Like, fam. Talk to your grandma. Like, she's the one who has so much of the money that was gained from, you know, slave trade and other things that, and colonialism. I, I just, I, 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 I don't want to, I don't, I don't feel like, um, I don't want to be negative about what he's doing because I think he is one of the first and probably the only royal to actually speak out like this. And I think that's very encouraging. But I think what's sad is that he's essentially had to leave the royal family to do it. To do it. Which is, which is part of which the problem. Which is correct. It's, it's, it's the thing, yeah, which is correct. But also the, the problem is, is that the institutions that are institutionally racist don't have, are not being changed from the inside if the people who run the institutions refuse to accept they're institutionally racist. Like what you need is people in the royal family to accept that the institution of the royal family is, is, is racist. And was found, and and part of what's not founded, but part of what's kept the royal family going is their contribution in terms of the slave trade, in terms of getting money from 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 slaves, from colonialism. Like this is what this is part of what's kept the royal family so wealthy and allowed them to to compound their power. So if somebody from the outside says it, great. But what I need is somebody from the inside to acknowledge it and then do something about it. Okay, but what does that what does that look like? Well, I read the other day. I read the other day that the UK taxpayer, up until 2015, was still paying for the cost of, like, repaying slaves. slaves. Yeah, we were for their slaves. So my good good tax coins, (laughs) reparations. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to that because I think reparations is a big. As a big topic, and I do think we should actually cover that. I'm gonna write it down. Um, but realistically, so I think the it'd be really great to imagine that the Queen and the royal family would all of a sudden turn around and go, mm, Philip, you know, I've had a revelation that we probably should pay the blacks back. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. Right? Yeah. It's not gonna happen. So what because Nezi, your 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 whole point about okay, it's great, but it should happen from the inside. But what do we think would happen even if William or Kate decided to grow a spine? So I think what could happen would even be things like, for example, um, the Queen. I think I think technically, there's a lot of land in Jamaica is still technically part of the Crown. And someone yes. needs to Google that, but I think Let's it Google is. It. So things like that, that can be changed. Like, why is the Queen still on Jamaican money? I think the Queen still has her face. She's still the head of of state. Yeah, the head of state. She's head of state. She's head of state. Why is the Queen head of state? Like, I I don't understand why that sort of thing. Like, that needs to be dashed very, very quickly. Um, I feel like if the Commonwealth exists, what the Commonwealth needs to exist is needs to exist as, is actually as a way of giving reparations back to those countries. Yeah. So actually changing the function of what the Commonwealth is. So basically the Commonwealth is a way of the crown. Maybe not that they want, they want to give reparations, you know, directly like, oh, we're going to give a massive lump sum. But the way that they use the Commonwealth is as acknowledging that we once colonised and owned people in these countries. And part of the reason what they have a Commonwealth is that they have 
increase access to things or but that's what the way it's supposed to function but it kind of seems to function as kind of like we all pay homage to the queen i i want a formal apology like i feel that the royal family needs to give a formal apology and i think they need to then be like we are going to work over the next number of years to use the commonwealth in this exact way for example we're going to fund universities in these countries we're going to do this we're going to do that that's what i would like to see in terms of acknowledging their part so you want, and i don't actually think that's that hard you want the commonwealth to actually help make wealth common Ooh. Ooh. Well, it's a word. <laughs> okay, I said you want the Commonwealth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dr. Uma, I love you. Because I think healthy, sir. I think the Commonwealth, the Commonwealth is supposed to give some of its member as it exists now, is kind of supposed to give some of its member states, um, like benefits, um, and. Yeah, I mean, what does it say on its thing? Our members work together to promote prosperity, democracy, and peace, amplify the voice of small states, and protect the environment. I, I, want, that, I, want, that, I want that completely changed, the whole description of it. I want it to be, the Commonwealth is a, is a collection of 54 countries previously enslaved, enslaved and colonised by the Britain. And the Commonwealth exists to, uh, foundation exists to um, fund reparations via education economic commitment blah 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 to these formerly ravaged countries interesting all right uh miss carmichael i'm here yeah what where, where do you stand on this uh whether it's about the the royal family speaker now or the redefinition of the commonwealth yeah no i think redefinition is important because all of it is learned. Like you do have to learn that these places aren't dependencies just because they're dependencies. Like people need to know their dependencies because they were enslaved mm. um, and they don't have, I don't know, they don't have that independence because of the whole history of it. But I don't know if redefining it is enough. And I also don't know like how you would practically, like what would you do sponsor like research grants and like build universities and hospitals in all 54 countries like what what would it look like and what would the extent of it be i'm not quite sure but then what would you want so let's say well okay i'm i'm from jamaica and what? i know do that again that was so violent and loud <laughs> <laughs> thank you um, and I know my mum left in mm, 2001 because she was recruited to be a teacher. And so when she left, a whole lot of other people were leaving. And I just feel like Commonwealth countries experience such a huge brain drain. So if mm. they do something to address the brain drain and put money back into those. And I think even if we had stayed in the country to to go to university, I probably would have gone to university in the States. I probably wouldn't have stayed in the Caribbean and gone to University of the West Indies because there isn't the range in subjects that you want to study and there isn't the kind of the money that goes into the research and infrastructure in the same way. Yeah, it's in, it is interesting you say that because I know, Nezi, you had those strong, strong opinions about realistically if you had the choice you would not still be in this country and i was thinking about this over the weekend personally i i was talking to to one of my mom's aunts 
And yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. Honestly, if if Nigeria wasn't so a glorified ghetto, I will fight. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, that's no, no, listeners, you don't need the context. Just know that Harry. That's a throwback to an old episode seventy point five that was not said by me. That was said by an anti-African. I am just clearly. I joke. I make joke. I joke. I make joke. He's joke. Influenced. To forget his roots, <laughs> um, yeah. And if, if it wasn't the way it is, whereby you know the the infrastructure's not there, the money is mismanaged, the government isn't isn't in a state where they're even organised, I probably wouldn't hesitate to go back over there. You know, like good weather, good food, mm-hmm. people who look like me, and I'm not persecuted for looking like me. Like, why would I not want to leave a place whereby the you are fighting against the very systems that underpin every part of your life? Mm. Like, the reality is, eventually you're going to get tired, right? And I agree. If there was some kind of... If, if our countries, if our home countries were better set up and weren't negatively impacted by colonialism and by the... The, the vast drain of resource, both in terms of physical, uh, financial, and like you say, uh, mental, not med- maybe educational, intellectual, intellectual drain. Mm. I, I genuinely think the majority of people who come from previously colonized countries would have had no qualms about staying in their own homes, you know? Mm. I hear yeah, what you say I don't know, like, what other reason would you have to be in the UK? No offence. Oh, no. Offence meant. Offence meant. Offence I like offending this country. I'll tell you the reasons why this country is trash. Number one. Your it's food. Your food. Number two. In fact, number one, your people. Number two, your food. Number three, your weather. Number four, your inability <laughs> to dance. Number stop five, it. your stop, welcoming. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> she make joke guys she's joking she like, makes joke. there's joke. so many reasons there's so many reasons the fact that the summer is is non look we're in the middle of we're at the beginning of july and i had to wear a hoodie to work today mm. yeah it's an l still that's an l that is a massive l the fact that your national dish isn't even a national dish from your own country but from one of the countries you colonize because you can't season your food there's so many reasons Sorry. Now I know I know Harry may not put this on YouTube, but I want the court to know that my mouth was agape. No, I do I do hear all of that. And going back then to the point about reparations, is it just a case of refunding? So actually difference between refund and refunding right so are we talking about simply investing money back in to some kind of relative scale or is it about trying to work out how much money has been lost net and just oh, leaving no. it to these governments to <laughs> handle it themselves you, you can't do that we can't work we can't mathematically work out how much like if if we if you know what i mean if we actually took back these lot would be destitute, bro. 
Like we can't. We actually can't. We can't. Well, it, would disrupt, it would disrupt. It would disrupt the world's economy to the point that yeah, it wouldn't it actually. Wouldn't even be, it wouldn't actually. Net, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't benefit. benefit it wouldn't, it wouldn't benefit, benefit, us. benefit us. Yeah, but because I the whole world basically has been formed. Like the the world has been formed on our backs. Like the West world, the Western world as we know, has been formed on the backs of black people. So really, if we took back our peas, it's curtains. <laughs> like we took back I mean, the money we owed. I mean, let's. I mean, if we look at the we look at the markets at the moment. Housing prices have dropped for the first time since 2012. We've got the highest levels of unemployment. These people haven't looked after their money themselves anyway. Might as well give it to a new set to try, right? True. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think we have to be re- realistic. <laughs> have to be realistic. I think realistic, realistically. So are we going to see governments doing um, math reparations? I don't think they we They absolutely are. wouldn't. But Just what, even what, for the what, optics of it, no, they wouldn't. But what, but what we can see is that we can see some companies and institutions doing it so for example even the banks bank Who of england bank of england I think, was it bank of england no it was some other uh, private it was a private was it lloyd's yeah i think it was lloyd's or some people like there are actually people who feel enough pressure that they're doing it um even, i was actually astounded i was by quite that, i was honest. quite surprised but even 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 um people like even the university of i think it's is it glasgow yeah, yeah one I of the scottish so. universities who set up a fund um basically scotland yeah set up to um basically sponsor one of the universities in the caribbean i think it might be jamaica or Barbados. i can't remember um but basically they said yeah we we got a lot of our money from the slave trade when we were um during like the 1800s for this university and as part of like we're gonna pay reparations by supporting a university by essentially paying it back over time to university in the caribbean i, I think that's yeah, i think that's it was bank of england by the way oh yeah bank of england yeah so i think that's fine and i think that that's those are things that can be done but I don't think the reparations can't even be. I don't even think reparations. Um, reparations, also, go on, go on. Um, I was gonna say it's also because it's too broad. So the diaspora is too broad to be paid back as a whole. So, mm-hmm. like, the only example of reparations on that scale I'm aware of is when West Germany paid the World Jewish Congress. That's happened, and that was like billions. But that's like one. Obviously, Jewish diaspora is huge as well. Mm. But I think like not as large as Afro Caribbean, Indian. Yeah, like I'm not sure how that would work. But also, like I just think of British Museum and all these places that collect <laughs> coins from people's historical artifacts. Like if wow. if everyone who has those things in their possession they could still have them but if you give over that money to the country that you stole from that's also another form of reparation so yeah like rent they could just pay they could literally yeah. like it could be like the british museum should essentially back pay and continue to pay rent to the countries yeah. that they're taking the artifacts from. the artifacts from they could be like like it's 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 crazy to me that they kind of I think, mad, they, you know? I think they loaned back ethiopia something that was from ethiopia and I was just like, to be honest, oh, if no. I was the Ethiopian um leader, I'd have been like, yeah, yeah, sure, spud them. And yeah, I'd have been back, like, I'm not giving it back to you. Like, are you mad? And the thing is, do you think that they send the British army to really invade over an artifact? Mm, the optics of that would just be too bad. So that you could just, you could just not give it back, which is what I would have done. Because I just think, yeah, things like that, they should be paying rent for that. Like, they should definitely be. But these are all small things. And I think one of the other things I want to mention on the podcast is, do we feel that... um that there's been a bit of a distraction from the Black Lives Matter movement by these kind of small acts of 
Of what? Of, I don't know, things like... Doing everything else apart from addressing... Apart from running the peas. Not, yeah, well, apart from running the peas, but also things like the, poli- like the police... Like, the thing started because of police brutality, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. what started. And, like, I feel like, okay, I think it's good that companies are doing certain things, but I also feel like, okay, so the Simpsons are like, we're going to stop using white voice actors oh no these are taking the piss with that stuff like no one cares i didn't care no well i think black voice actors might care to be honest yeah so i I do i do care about that right because what as a as a as a voice actor yourself i'm not done voice acting (laughs) i mean you kind of are on this podcast you yeah you are you are our voice actor imagine if we just got um tim from down the road to do it yeah and you just you just did harry you just didn't prince Prince harry Harry. yeah we just actually we just actually want a white person to do prince harry Thanks. Um, casting directors, please take note if you are looking for any future voice talent that is black. Uh, just look out for me on uh, on IMDb. I've got two credits already. Hey, um, down. yeah, I do. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm about to look it up right now. So go on. Um, no, but seriously, um, I, I hear what people are saying about it feeling like a distraction, but the reality is. Hollywood and film and TV producers aren't going to be the ones that drive the change in uh, the policing and the the governmental policies. What they can affect is what they do have the power to. So similar to what we, the, the changes that have happened, which has meant that you stopped having white actors playing black and Asian characters, the same thing needed to happen through voice acting, right? Like, it is still work that could be going to create an authentic voice for these characters, work that needs to go to these actors who, till today, no matter how much uh, the statistics say, there was an article, I think, in the Guardian or the Times uh, uh, this week or a couple of weeks back that said that, um, black and minority ethnic actors are overrepresented in TV these days and film. But the roles that we're still getting are side characters or right. best friend roles or background actors or criminal number three or um, <laughs> criminal slave number seven, right? True. There's still very little where um, black and people of non-white colour <laughs> actors are getting lead roles, romantic roles, heroic roles. Like we're starting to see it more now as people mm-hmm. as, as it's changing. But as far as I'm concerned, things like this matter as well. It's about it's about asking for all. Right? We I agree it's not enough to say, okay, well we got this, we stop there. But it's just the it's the it's the ranking of things though, isn't that? That's my that's my that's my. It's the pace of change, right? Like, um, yeah, but it's, where it's, was, it's it, where like was it? Where was it that um, George Floyd was actually killed? What's the? City? What was the date? Or oh, was the city Minneapolis? Minneapolis. They have disbanded their police force. Yeah, right. This is my point. People. Those who have the power to do things will do things. And I agree that we can't just let it slip. Breonna Taylor still needs to have her murderers brought to justice. Um, Ahmaud Aubrey's people need to get charged 
and we'll discuss policing and the the prison system in another pod. But they also need to face justice. Uh, The people who are killing black trans women, black trans men, black people of all shapes and sizes need to be brought to justice. All of the things that we're asking for, we don't stop asking for them, right? That is, that's a fact. But the fact that we are getting even the smaller changes as well, they're still wins. We, we can't say because it's not a big win, it's not a win. It no, I don't win. think it's not what a win. Wait, go ahead. No, go, you go, no, no, Susie. Go, go, go. I was going to say, I think that's true because it's systematic oppression in lots of different systems. So systemic. systematic, systemic. Thank you. <laughs> um, because, yeah, I mean, we're not going to end police brutality in one day. Mm-hmm. And also the problems in voice acting, the problems in casting, the problems in um, black leaders and education and in all other fields, they exist also. So all of that needs to happen at the same time. It's not just like, we can we can focus our attention on other things you know it doesn't have to just be let's end this now and then look at the others yeah yeah i i think that but i think what i don't want is it to become a not a distraction but okay if we have these for example if a company does uh say for example fair and lovely the indian skin lightning cream has changed their name to glow and lovely but they are still selling the skin lightning cream. So it's basically pointless. Yeah. So but what I, I'm saying is, I, I don't think the voice acting thing is the same. I think that is actually meaningful in the sense that, and I, and I'm totally supposed about this, but now on reflection, I probably would take that back. I think it is meaningful because black voice actors need roles and they probably aren't getting roles. If white voice actors for them. are taking, yeah. are taking those roles that actually they us. could do. Yeah. So it's meaningful for them. It's meaningful for us as black people. It's meaningful for people who that is their job. But some of the, some of the things that companies are doing seem very, they're just a performance and they actually don't mean anything and they're almost a distraction from holding those companies accountable so it's like fair and lovely do something like we're, we're no longer going to be called fair and lovely and then everyone on social media is like applause 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 and there's like a few people are like hold on wait a minute no 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 you're still selling the skin lightning cream but their performative move has actually distracted everybody from what they're actually not doing and then people move on so then it hasn't actually changed no, you know what, Nessie, do you know what I mean? You know what, Nessie? What I'm not going to have you do right, is distract from the fact that they have been allies. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they have specifically yeah. spoken about how fair isn't lovely. And personally, I, I don't want to use the anti-R word. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what it is. Right? But we understand that there is perhaps a need for... You know, more to be done but what more do you want do you want them to just stop selling it yes on, <laughs> that, that, that's what that's what i'm saying if if they then said we're not going to sell skin lightning cream anymore we're going to start we're going to keep selling a cream but it's not going to because if you're if you on mass in asia if you are still selling fair and lovely cream under a different name and everyone knows that it's still a skin lightning cream that culture is never going to change i think i i would argue that what they've done is actually worse they should have just kept it fair and lovely. They shouldn't have changed it. Because at least now, what they, what, they, what they... I don't know. So, yeah, I just think there are some companies who are doing real things. So, for example, a makeup company that I think of, Glossier, they're like, we're setting up a £500,000, uh, dollar, half a million dollar fund to specifically fund 
black beauty businesses that want to get off the ground. Yeah, yeah see, to that's, me, that's, legit, that's yeah. concrete. That's the legit. Concrete, yeah. That's something right, that's so. actually moving things forward. It's not to do with peace brutality, but it's moving things forward. Or yeah. um, somebody saying, I'm trying to think, Bank of England saying we're going to pay reparations. Solid. It's, it's something. It's real. Or it's, or it's, but it's just it's these other things that... It's, that's the thing. Some of it is performative and some of it's not. And I think it goes to... Susie, you want to talk about performative allyship? And it goes to that. Like Some people, it's just like... I think it was... Was it Forty Towers? Or something who yeah, exactly. who like who like who took down an episode and white people up in arms and we were like yo I bet it wasn't even black people that asked you to do that like no one cared no, my more time most black people do most black people in who in, watches Forty Towers watch I, I have I love I would, like, I I watch Forty Towers but I wouldn't think that loads of loads of people did like if I talk to people and say ah oh, do you did you watch some others do you have them I'm like no what's that like most people don't most people don't watch it like most people in Britain period don't watch some others do you have them or 40 towers so to like i don't know to take something down doesn't it doesn't really do anything like we don't care it does something because what it does is trigger the racist yeah it triggers, to then, it triggers to then the have racist. less sympathy towards to actually I kind, of, I kind of think it's a mockery though because the episode that they took down like i've seen one there was another um program forgot what it's called but they took down one episode where their face masks are black golden girls golden girls yeah yeah and it's obvious that they are face masking they're not doing it <laughs> to put on blackface like that's very different and the thing is like everyone with sense can distinguish between the two so the fact that you're taking it off i think it's kind of a mockery Mm. it's kind of like oh well you want us to change this i'll take everything down and you know what i think i think what that presents though is there's two sides to the dangers of there's two sides to performative allyship um one which is one one which is mockery and one which is actually actively harmful to the to the work that's being done so for for anyone who's unsure when we talk about performative allyship what we mean is where you take actions or you say words that do not align with the values that you show so in this example, we're talking about fair and lovely renaming it. Renaming it becomes a symbolic gesture because at the premise of it is still selling a cream that suggests that fairness is something that is worth aiming for. It's a, it's a target that should be aimed for. And so use this cream to make your skin lighter. That is an issue that plagues basically every every part of the world that was touched by colonization across asia and africa bleaching and skin lightening is a constant constant battle and it does so much damage to um self-esteem for darker skinned women specifically because that's usually the target but we've also seen people like uh wiz khalifa who was one of the um, high-profile high examples of bleaching. Oh, he bleaches? Who? Wiz Khalifa bleaches. I don't yeah. know that. I mean, he looks sickly. Rah, like, like heavenly. Vibes Cartel as well. So, no, not Wiz. Definitely Vibes. Sorry. Yeah, oh, I was going right. to I, I, like, like, I don't remember Wiz Khalifa bleaching. Mad. I mean, he does. You just slandered his. Na- you not just slandered his name, boy. <laughs> I took, out, I took out Mr. Black and Yellow. I apologize. <laughs> wow. I meant vibes. I meant yeah, vibes. Yeah, see, vibes. 
come like MJ, boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the whole point is that it's performative because at the heart of it, what you're still selling is harmful. You continue to perpetuate harm. Uh, so but when we talk you know about... so sinister as well, though? Sorry to cut you. Ah, super, super sinister. Because when you, when you do your whole performative activism, you get increased, you increase your social capital. So you get more likes, you get more buzz, people respect you more. Um, and also you still feed into the system that benefits from darker skinned people. Mm. So to use that um, company, Fair and Lovely, they get the Twitter hype, and so socially they look better, and also they still make money. So it's like they're increasing their gains on two different yep. planes. Mm. It's just it's scary, and it also and it puts it yeah because like outrage or like those kind of public things just raise your profile more, get you more money. It works out so well for them. But but it's I think, so unethical. Like a Buddhist like that is so unethical anyway in the first place. So, but I think there's the, there's this is where I think it's the two sides to it, right? So that is far and away the more dangerous side, because they are literally capitalizing on the very thing they claim to to stand against. Um, yeah. But the the examples of faulty towers and uh, golden girls, I'd like to think that those are out of ignorance and fear as opposed to a deliberate attempt to do harm to it because if we look at the the response particularly hollywood and uh media they have only really just come out of the 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 major storm that was me too the last thing you want now is for all of your old episodes to come out and have people being like, look at this episode I found where the Golden Girls were doing blackface. Yeah. As a as a producer, I can see how your thought process would be, we are better off removing this and being told we didn't need to than not and being told that we should have. That's a, Yeah, that's fair enough. But I think what it comes across as sometimes on social media is like these random announcements. Mm. And I think maybe if it was, if, for example, a TV network is saying, okay, we've reviewed our hiring and employ, employment practices and we're going to do this, 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 this. Um, in addition to this, episodes of programs which, which are deemed to be offensive, we're going to review. Yeah. That comes across a lot differently to silence, silence, silence. We're going to remove episode 56 of the Golden Girls. Yeah. It was like, okay. <laughs> like... But, but bear in mind, it's very rare that these uh, the, the the channels themselves announce it. It's coming from the media, right? It's the journalists who know that the best way to sell, uh, to make money, sell papers if they still have physical copies, um, is to have clickbait headlines. So the type of headlines where you can either generate outrage or you can generate mass support with very little reading or comprehension required. Mm. Yeah, so, that's true. I think there's an element of it. I'm not, I'm not coming on here to do apology tour because I do believe that there is still a lot of work to be done to, to, to address some of the challenges in theatre, in TV, in media, in general. Um, but 
I, I do think this is probably one of the battles that black people themselves aren't as interested in in on mass and as such didn't need to have quite the the fallback or fallout as it had mm. for sure mm. so kind of following on from that though just as a because I, I imagine over the last few weeks as more and more people have started looking for different resources there may be new listeners to this who would have the question of what does good allyship what does non-performative allyship look like to you um non-performative allyship to me i think it would mean someone who's not in their feelings first of all i think you have to take your feelings out of it um what the reason i say you take your feelings out of it what i mean by that is don't center your feelings so like say um you know some like someone is telling you something like as a white person someone is telling you something and you're getting you're getting mad and feeling defensive like oh i'm not like that or i don't do like first listen like you i understand the defensiveness because to be honest you probably will get defensive but that shouldn't be what you sort of portray you should be able to like just understand and take the crit like take what the the black person is saying to you because it's their lit sort of lived experience yeah take it like a woman yeah exactly like baby. take so, your feelings to the toilet as i said in the last episode there is a cubicle there for you with some tissue in which you can cry wow and you don't need to do it in front of all the black people it's just not necessary <laughs> not not if they're not crying like if they're gonna have if everyone's emotional fine but if someone's telling you about their experience and or someone's talking to you or someone's called you out on your racism and your first response is to start crying then what you've done in that moment especially as a white woman understanding the context of white womanhood and tears is taking that person's experience and what they've relayed to you and tried to correct your behavior and you then made it a situation where they then have to comfort you because you're upset that you're being told off or that you not told off been called out so if you're being called out on something that you've done take it on the shit like a woman if you feel upset you're very everyone's entitled to their emotions you might feel upset and that's absolutely fine to be upset it's natural if i get you know called out for something i might be upset but in that moment is not the time for you to be while and live in eye water and in the break room at work i would also say educate yourself like the, the the way to learn to to unlearn racism is to educate like you have to be informed so like you know some people will say don't ask me there's google and those people are correct but there's also the side of there's a lot of misinformation and crap out there mm. so but it's like with everything you do your research you do it proper it's not it might not just be on the top page of google for you and it might not all make sense like you might have to do some digging but places to start research guys like um you know stokely carmichael or um malcolm x or you know go and like go and listen to this like their speeches like go and read books like paul gilroy there ain't no black and union jack read like walter rodney um how europe underdeveloped africa read um everyone's reading well i'm no longer talking to white people about race of course by Rene de lodge um there's a lot of there's a lot of great literature 
out there um, from oh, Michelle Alexander, the new Jim Crow. Um, there's books by um, people like Angela Davis. Like, definitely go and do your research about books that exist. We, you know, I might even post something in the in the show notes actually, um, like a link to some to some really good resources. But I think like one of the main things to do is like the way to not be racist, educate yourself. Like people like maybe Jane Elliott or something, watch the Brown and Blue Eyed Experiment. Also just read about, read. You don't have to read about, I, I think if you're a white person and you're, you at this moment feel too overwhelmed with conversations about race or too fragile, I mean, to read, read about something specific about race, I mean, okay i would say you need to woman up but if you feel like you can't do that read about black people in a context that's not necessarily a book specifically to do with race just read about read works from black authors read andrew levy small island read something by chimamanda in gozi Adichie, like novels read like terry jones an american marriage or silver sparrow or read Ma- mallory blackman mallory blackman there's so that many books black human. that humanize black people so that part of the reason why you know allyship sometimes becomes performative is because these people don't actually have contact with black people in a very human way it's very much like people they see as maybe an oppressed people and yes there is oppression but black people have like very full and rich lives that exist inside of that system um and there are black authors that talk about just black people living their lives and those are really good books to read especially if you feel overwhelmed with conversations about race that allow you just to see the world through the perspective of a normal black person living their life. Um, and they probably are elements of race that come into the book because that's just part of, especially if, if, if you're growing up in a Western society, it's just going to be part of it. But there's a lot of stuff that is just humanizes black people. And I think read more about black history that ex- before slavery, read about um, black inventors, read about black people outside of just what is the racism that they experience on a day-to-day basis. So that you yeah. can see black people holistically. Mm. I like that. Susie, where you at? I'm hosting today. I agree with all that. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, I agree with all that. I'm I'm also just thinking about all of the white people who've isolated themselves um for their entire lives and have no black friends. Mm. I'm just wondering. <laughs> well, go get a black friend it's kind of, yeah it's kind of sus for you to suddenly be like making black friends because you feel bad and you want to like appear i don't know like more inclusive and that you understand the plight of people who you've essentially erased from your community or your life or whatever um that uh, that was what i and also i don't know i'm not sorry for them i'm just wondering like what <laughs> So I, f- I feel I feel that one's a little bit tougher because there are there are genuinely people in this country that will yeah. go close to their whole lives without never ever. having yeah. come across a black person, and it could be the the people who live in in those village areas. It could be those people who have grown up in families that do have um, quite racist views. Like we can't we can't forget that those people do exist, but. I do think that there is some benefit. Like you say, it's difficult to tell what is performative and what is genuine mm-hmm. interest in learning more. But I think if there are, like I had, I've, I've had my friends who we've been 
we've known each other since uni, so that's what almost rah, ten years. Whoa, Jesus! You old? Wow. Um, yeah, I've known them almost ten years, and it's never, it's never been a conversation that we've had before. And in the last few months, they've come to me and been like, "Look, I." I genuinely feel bad because I like we've been friends for this long and I just didn't know about this experience of yours. So where people's hearts are in the right place, I'm all for it because reaching out to those around you to get to know other black people. Yeah. Don't you find sense. that kind of sus though, Tinde? No, uh, no shade to, no shade to your friends. I, I, I don't. Why? So, yeah, but I mean, I say, how close, how close are you guys? Because I just feel I, I don't have any white friends who race hasn't come up in a conversation at all along the entire time I've known them. Because in the entire time that I've known them, I've had at least one racist experience, like every so often, in order for that to yeah. come up in conversation, like or, so, or something in the news. I just don't understand how I'd be f- close friends, like maybe very distant, but close friends with somebody, and race has yeah, not no, no. ever so come think- up in conversation. I think friends for friends for a length of time, but I wouldn't say that they are in my closest circle, right? Okay, fair enough. Uh, don't say that. I'm sorry, guys. Tine really does see you as a close friend. We're friends, but are we in are we in that closest circle? Probably not. Because if we were, you would That's you what I'm saying. You you would have heard about it. Because wow. I, I think in like for example, a mutual friend that me and um Susie have mm. would be impossible for her to not it yeah, be absolutely impossible for her because she has so many black friends. Well, yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if she was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. It would just be really weird because it's just like, well, you've got so many black Yeah, but she has who... so many. Yeah, but even this just guy, having, even if having, they said, yeah, even one. if she had one, like, even my, I had a good no, friend. No, 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 no. There's, def- there's definitely work. a difference. Definitely possible. Sometimes <laughs> you don't want to cross that bridge. Yeah. I don't know if it's just me, but I don't. Some, there's sometimes you don't want to cross that, but you just think then you know what? Just tiring. They're not real friends, are they? No, they're, no, not, they're, not, they're, they're not, not. like they can never be close, close. But yeah, they're degree. not close they at all. To me, a close mm, friend true, is somebody that true. I tell that I can at least tell something basic about. Like, yeah, that's true. The that's close, true. The close, they can't be close, close. Yeah. Okay. So a, a white friend that I had during uni who was I was quite close to. You, she heard about race. She was like literally from Devon and like not really met many black people. But through the friendship with me, she found out about race because. How could she be friends with me and not know? And not know? Like we went to the same uni, like a very red brick uni in the southwest of the country. Like I had experiences. In a specific city? Or, or yeah, what? Bristol. Shout out to Bristol University. And you didn't say anything about Black Lives Matter, which is good because you know you don't care. So just keep that. Oh. In. But like it's a bit of a sticky one. So yeah, like I feel. How could you be in that situation and not know about race? Like I just feel like it's it's. And that's and that's the thing. If you want to go deeper with your black friends, mm. if you have a black friend and you and you actually value that friendship, then actually that conversation will bring you a lot closer to them. Because mm. if they are a black person, especially one who's aware and conscious, that's something very meaningful to them. And the fact that they'll open up to allow you to be part of that conversation means that they really value your friendship. And the most important thing to do in that situation is just to listen. I would say also, it's not that you you like start out having a conversation about race mm. it's just like by existing and sharing aspects of who you are with them it just has to come up mm. unless you're like erasing unless i would be erasing parts of myself like for example when you're at uni and you come out of your room in a bonnet and you're in an all-white university and no one else is wearing a bonnet unless everyone politely ignores it or 
some at, at some point someone's gonna are we are we are we oh. gonna pretend like that doesn't happen though like people will see it and they'll be like in the in the corners they'll be like would it be weird for me to ask about, about the hat she wears <laughs> yeah i probably wouldn't mention it it happens like it we know happen. that we know that the reason why we're at this position the reason why we are where we are today is because of conversations that aren't happening right mm. where people have decided it's either too awkward or they're afraid of saying the wrong thing so they say nothing right yeah and i think i think that's what i'm, I'm gonna i'm probably gonna move on from this in a little bit but i think that's where that's what got us here right we we know that even if so particularly when you look at stats the stats say that while many while most black people will say they have at least one white friend most white people do not have even one black friend Mm -hmm. or if they do there is at most one which is weird because i've never seen um black people as the type of people to be over eager with who they claim to be their friends i don't think it's about over eagerness it's about the fact that we are outnumbered in this country by what is it oh okay so yeah yeah, that's what you mean okay okay yeah as in like the majority of black people people in this country won't have a black friend because we just don't exist in their areas yeah that's fair enough okay um we exist so when yeah and when you end up being in a situation where you are so many white people's only black friend there comes a point where you have to shield yourself right you have to look after yourself and stop doing the 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 giving that mental stress of consistently having to be that space being that space of explaining and justifying and and revealing and being raw and open and revealing and being in it being vulnerable if that is constantly your space as the only black friend eventually you're just going to get tired of it right i don't make friends with white people like that not in london outside of london then like i'm then fair enough i can be your only black friend because maybe you're part of the country where i'm the only black person but in london if i'm your only black friend then that's kind of weird yeah but i'm I'm thinking from my from my experience i went to uni at warwick uh in yeah halls, that's different in halls i think there was one other black girl on our floor and she, you know nope that's her story not gonna share that um and then maybe one Build other the black tea, girl the, i can't it's literally not my story um and then there was like one other girl on the floor below us but then not that many other black people in our halls when i moved into the house in second year i was i stayed with that same set of people in halls third year stayed with people on my course on my course there were maybe two or three black people out of x hundred uh, I did mostly, I did musical theatre and drama, which, as we already spoke about, is already underrepresented in terms of uh, opportunities for people of colour. Um, so, yeah, you end up in lots of circles where you are the only black person. And for that to be your constant headspace, not to mention the fact that I don't think I was anywhere near as uh, hashtag woke as I am now. <laughs> Uh, Tinder was in snow bunnies, <laughs> swirling, swirling. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to edit that out. <laughs> this is an Africans only live stream. <laughs> Africans only. 
I've um, got, we've got nothing against people. Um, yeah, sorry, we have nothing against uh, interracial relationships or such things. Y'all do you. Amen. Good, good disclaimers. Such um, what, what is interesting, <laughs> moving, moving on to the next topic, though, is when we talk about that education and the, and the space to, to educate yourself about what has happened in history and about black history, it's interesting when some of Britain's leading historians and the loudest voices when it comes to what we believe to be the truth are people like David Starkey. Damn, that segue, son. Ooh, damn. History. Look at that. Damn. Another damn. one. <laughs> so for those of you who may not be aware of what um, or who David Starkey is, David Starkey is a An old British, white man. British constitutional historian a radio and television presenter, the only child of Quaker parents. He attended Kendall Grammar School before studying at Cambridge through a scholarship. There, he specialised in Tudor history, writing a thesis on King Henry VIII's household. You know, anyone that's studied Tudor history, that's what you should have known. I love Tudor history. It's fascinating. That's actually one of my favourite time periods of history. What? misogynistic men who kill their wives i'm sorry tudor history is actually extremely fascinating like if i was a historian and i wasn't doing black stuff i'd probably do tudor history so see yeah but shall i tell you why shall i tell you why tudor history is because that's how you can only make a career in that if you're privileged and white like come on man tudor history who's gonna pay you to know anything about that rubbish leave man anyway go on (laughs) so to uh to quote some of the fantastic, the accurate and historically correct statements that Mr. Starkey or Professor Starkey, I don't know, maybe he's doctor. No, we ain't calling him none of that. Um, Starkey we just said. We just call him Starkey. Starkey. Doing, you know what? Starkey might have to, have to be a bit of a gunman now. Starkey said that slavery was not genocide because otherwise there wouldn't be so many damn blacks in Africa or Britain, would there? An awful lot of them survived. <laughs> are we going to stop? Are you just? Oh, we okay. We're, we're not. We're not finished. Okay. As for the idea that slavery is this kind of terrible disease that dare not speak its name, it only dare not speak its name, Darren, because we settled it nearly two hundred years ago. We, we don't normally go on about the fact that Roman Catholics once upon a time didn't have the vote and weren't allowed to have their own churches because we had Catholic emancipation. He also said some other stuff. He also said that free speech was central to British history and that he feared his blundering use of language would restrict the opportunities for proper debate. For it is only open debate that will heal the divisions in our society that the Black Lives Matter movement has both exposed and expressed. Yeah, slavery not being genocide is the most... That is a hot take. That that is a hot take. That is a such a stupid thing to say. No, but he's right. I mean, as we know in history, there is no example of a genocide that has ever happened, whereby the victims of said genocide are still alive today. That is historical fact, and I refuse to be challenged. You won't be challenged. The deliberate killing of a large people or group 
especially those of a particular nation or yeah or ethnic group yeah never happened before and still had the victims uh, alive today what he doesn't understand is even like just the fact that they're killing young black people like young black people black people all the time that's genocide that's a deliberate killing of a large group of us isn't it what is it otherwise what is it is that that's not genocide that they they the prison industrial complex as a whole is set up to basically take away the lives of young black boys and kill them kill them if they don't make it to prison but if they do basically make their lives hell so they just keep going back there and eventually die there but that's not genocide or even the fact that they're more likely to be on death row and oh, be executed. I mean, I think genocide might be seen by some people to be a stretch, but, but, I think, but all I'm saying is that but people, I think it's along the lines of, 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 it may not be genocide in those terms, but it's along the lines of a deliberate, um, deliberate stifling of life. And whether you want to call, I, I mean, that might not be genocide in the, in the way that we understand it, but it's a deliberate it, no, it is. stifling of, some, of, of the life of a people. It is. So it says UN, the genocide, so Article 2 of the UN Convention on Genocide is any of the following acts committed with the intent to destroy in whole or in part a national ethnic racial or religious group so as such killing members of the group check causing serious bodily or mentally harm to the members of the group check deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction whole or in part check imposing measures to intended to prevent births within the group uh did they do that? check yeah check there are forced hysterectomies like all oh well there you go and also don't forcibly transferring the, children of the group to another group check and and don't forget there were all the chemical castrations in america when they were testing mm-hmm. um uh vaccines back but, in the, but but do you, do you even see what this whole thing of like slavery isn't genocide it's a red herring it's not it's not even what's the point of that argument what is even the point of saying that like what's your what's your what's your, what is your need to say that it's basically just supposed to be a red herring to say well it's not this What's your point? Like, is that to say it's not bad? Like, is that is that to say, well, oh, it's not that it's not that deep because uh, it, it's not genocide. It was one of the most horrific acts of the last like five hundred years. So it doesn't really matter what you call it, bro. Like, if you don't want to call it genocide, I don't really care. It doesn't make it not. It doesn't make it not one of the most heinous and horrific acts ever committed in this earth ever. So. You're just gonna have you lot are just gonna have to hold that. I don't care whether you want to call it genocide or not. Anyway, sorry, I got a bit heated there. Go on. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I feel like it's just an like open and, and closed case. David Starkey is a racist, is a racist. Been a racist. forever will be, forever yeah, what, probably will be a racist. What was it, and I just think we should stop it? talking about him. Yeah, what was it that he did back in 2011? Said the whites have become black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The riots, the exactly. reason white people acting like that was because they become black. He's just always been a racist, yeah. and I just feel like we won't put him in the show. We won't put him in the show notes because, yeah, we're just talking about him, but we're not going to be putting him in the show notes because, yeah, we don't want people to be googling him and that. You don't need to Google him. Just know what we're saying, hear it, and keep it. Let's stupid. move on this now. <laughs> I just, I'm so, I'm so sick. I just don't even. Ugh, he just. He irritates me so much, and I just people it just, like him and so the fact that he has such a stuff. massive platform, and yeah. there's so many black historians like David Olasoga who has a good platform. But Bad I mean, man. just has done amazing work. Just give him more platforms, you know, like allow him to to teach the nation. That's who we need to be hearing from right now, not David Starkey. 
that being said, I, I do believe uh, uh, David Olusoga has a series of uh, of documentaries on BBC Black iPlayer. And British. Yeah, Black and British. British, that's what it's called. Um, on the BBC iPlayer, really. if you would like to uh, go check those out. Um, yeah, and I, I do think I do think it's important to recognise that when we are surrounded by all of these false equivalents arguments it is very easy to get swept up particularly for those people who are still on the fence about what they truly believe about the about the movement and i went i, went, I was trying to separate the movement from the moment slightly better than uh keir starmer did uh can we talk about do we do we want to because I, I feel like there's something there do you know, I just think that guy is such a waste man, bruv. He's such a waste man. Do you know, like, the fact that this country, this country, the fact that this country passed up Jeremy Corbyn for, for the, uh, I just, this country just doesn't deserve anything. It literally deserves nothing. It deserves the pits. It deserves, I'm just sad that I'm in it to be receiving it with everybody else. But we, we, sorry, not me, because I voted for Jeremy. The rest of, the rest of the people that didn't vote for Jeremy, they just, you deserve nothing. Sorry. You deserve absolutely nothing. Everything that you've got right now, you deserve it. But they were hoodwinked. They weren't able to understand everything that was on the poster. Excuse my name, you monkey. Oh, sorry, Harry. Yeah, I mean, he's just so he's just so uninspiring to me in every way. It's not about uninspiring. He's very. He was quick. He was quick to do anti-Semitism. We said it's like episode of Jeopardy. It's like anti-Semitism. Oh, bam. Touchdown, blah, 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 and started the, uh, cut Rebecca Belong Bailey straight away. Diane Abbott got racism. What? Come again? Oh, I don't know the answer. Sorry. Never. What? The, 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 ans- the answer Wait, is anti Semitism. What is unacceptable in the, what is unacceptable in today's modern society? That is correct, Keir. Uh, okay, I'll go for unacceptable terms in the 2020 uh, for 400, please. Okay, the answer is anti black racism. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Got no clue. What, what is what is taking a knee and then forgetting <laughs> what the knee is actually about? I assume it's something from Game of Thrones, but actually, <laughs> Dominic Rub, bro. The whole this is this. I you know I think there is a whole. I, I want to believe he was joking. No, I he wasn't. wasn't. I, uh, I wasn't. Susie, 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 <laughs> Susie. Hey, don't don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Like, I think there is a whole segment we can do on politicians not caring or getting it or being decent human beings, right? In the UK, in just the last month, just the last month, right? We had Keir Starmer who took a knee for a photo op and then turned around weeks later to say that actually no i don't believe uh, in what I, I i believe that this is all getting caught up in in a in a in the political movement and this moment is important it's important not to lose the importance of this moment you're like no you missed it it's about the movement it's about it is political it is inherently political then disappointing that our favorite book of the week david lammy couldn't help his master to understand the intricacies of Black Lives Matter movement. It's very weird 
Lammy feels like he's been very quiet. Dawn Butler and um, Butler. But, big up, big up, Dawn Butler, Auntie Diane, big but. up, Auntie Diane. All the people who've been loud and Bell, very, very Claudia. Basically, black women. Women. You know what? Really, I'm, ta- really I'm tired of. <laughs> I'm t- do you know what? As a as a black man, honestly, I'm I'm tired. T- no, no, I I love black women, but I'm tired of always having to say this. I don't want to have to keep saying this. But what's what Guan? What's where's what are we doing, bruv? Tunde, what? Where, where are the men? What, where what are, are the men, bruv? I don't understand. Why is I don't understand it? Because I don't even. It. To be fair, to be fair. Um, I don't even think it's where where a black because like on social media there are black men who are making. David, no, I'm talking about we're talking about MPs here. I'm talking about MPs. We don't really have we have Clive Lewis. We have David Lammy. I don't count the Tory ones. Got Sean Bailey. I don't, know, to be honest, I don't. I don't count the Tory ones. Um, but like we have um, like David Lammy. He gave an interview on the BBC, which started off well. I want to say because I'm. I'm not biased in the sense that if he says something sensible, like I'm happy to stand alongside him in it. But then it went to, I think they were talking about the removal of a statue from, I think it was Winston Churchill. And David Lemmy was like, oh, well, I don't know about that one because. And. Yeah, well, he said he wouldn't support, he wouldn't support Winston Churchill. He wouldn't support Winston Churchill Churchill being taken down. And I, I can hear that in the sense that like, I understand why some people feel that, okay, he's a complicated person. But it just, I think what troubled me was like the energy that he didn't, like as a black man, he just didn't seem to have the energy of, like if I was going to say why Winston Churchill shouldn't be taken down, I would probably say it as like, Winston Churchill shouldn't be taken down because he's very near and dear to the hearts of a lot of white English people but we need to make them aware of, of what a terrible person he was in terms of racism and white supremacy and that he was a white supremacist. But David Lammy didn't make any of that clear. Yeah. Like, he just never seems to have the energy. And then he wrote this stupid article saying, like, 10 things I love about in English or something. Oh. That's just, he just... Oh, you wrote an article saying what? Something about yeah. St. George's Day. He was like, oh, what? why I celebrate being English on but, St. George's sorry. Day. Uh, just, sorry, just not to be all umar about this, but who's... Isn't his wife? I mean, yeah, but we just said that we're not against the IRS. No, we're not against so, it, but I'm not, I, 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 didn't, I didn't say I'm against it, but I'm do saying... do I expect better from him? There's people who are married to white women who are doing far better than David Lammy, so I'm not going to lower the bar because of that. He doesn't have to be... He doesn't have to be... Just because he's married to a white woman doesn't I'm not mean saying just. Be, like I'm a, not saying just because, but I'm talking about... We're talking, I'm talking about, as Chappelle says, prob- probabilities and averages. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, in my personal, I mean, I'll say it on the podcast because it is my personal opinion, but yeah, I never really expect too much from black men who married to white women and people might find yeah, it no, Yeah, no, but offense, that's just no my, offense, but that's, it's just... That's like, my truth and I stand in it. However, just if I'm not being always, honest... It's not, and this thing, yeah, it's not, it's all, not always, it's not always the, the case. case. There's always people always that are... But, in, but because of how, you know, you know, because of, because of how society is and because of how black men have been, you know, trained, you know, I, I, just, I just think that when a black man... Like in not in and that's what I'm saying is not in all cases, not at all, not at all, not at all. But in many cases, when a black man marries a white woman, it says it says something, and there's all there's there's sometimes something there that they just can't get, and there's just so far with racism that they go to before it's like ah they missed that bit because I don't know why I don't know. So I'm have to edit this out. <laughs> 
I don't think it's edit. Be, uh, I think edit leave I think, it. No, leave it. Is it who you choose to marry is a political, social decision as well. You might not want it to be, but it is. And it, it's absolutely fair, especially for black women, to see your marriage to a white woman as something that might influence your politics, especially as black men who are even with black women continue to be verbally violent and abusive to black women online. I don't expect anything less from a black man married to a white woman, and I probably would expect it to possibly be worse. Yep. So, I think it's it's interesting that we did get to get to uh, Winston Churchill because, as we know, he was he was given PPE far quicker than most of the NHS was. <laughs> what? what? He was his little column. Yeah. He 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 got a full box all around to protect him from the spread <laughs> yeah, of coronavirus <laughs> in a way that our people and our, virus NHS and our key workers have not. And the reason was because of this horrible threat of of uh, Black Lives Matter, who who have taken to the streets to 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 to, to possibly damage. Our, our beloved statues, um, <laughs> and, and what we wouldn't say, what what we would like to say is is that we should protect uh, our heroes and each other, as as we as we mentioned, you know, the the, the 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 Black Lives Matter protests were a potential for a great increased spike and a second wave, which would cause unbelievable damage to our NHS, mm. unlike. Very convincing. Last weekend's uh, Soho parties and drinking, which were essential to get business back booming. up and booming. <laughs> um, as you saw, myself, Pretty, and uh, uh, I believe his name is Michael. I, I can't remember. He just hangs around a lot ever since Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we enjoyed a good pint. Uh, I, I, I myself like a pint. It's a, it's a good way to get out of the house, uh, particularly when you don't social distance and you then find your way to, to Durham, you know, let's just say. <laughs> and, of course, that will have no impact on second, second waves. It's important for, uh, for, for our economy and uh, rule Britannia. Sorry, that's empire, isn't it? Uh, scratch that last bit. <laughs> <laughs> so um I just want to say oh. a quick aside. Um pretty tails buff. Anyway, gone. What? <laughs> you know what? This is why black men are so I, I just what? You know what? Every what time I try that? to defend black men, At what point? you guys are just consistently, you... consistently trash. Like I I, I, I haven't been using the word. I I said I wasn't gonna use the word trash to describe black men. <laughs> But this is my At own what? brother. My own brother oh, I have to call. In that did speech, did you just consider calling Pretty Patel buff? At what point did it just <laughs> Do you know what it is? It's because I, it's been something I wanted to say in the podcast for like five episodes. She's not even Why that buff think- though. No, nah, shall I tell you what it is? Uh, with Pretty no. Patel, there's something about, it's just like the evil. What? There's something about like, what? no. <laughs> There's just something about her. There's the whole evil, like, I'll send you back to Africa tomorrow. Do you see, ladies and gentlemen, why Harry could not lead us out of freedom? (laughs) I actually want to ask you, like, did your mother hold you as a child? But I am your sister, so I know that she did. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, guys, everyone has a problematic fave. Sorry, I really wanted to... No, my problematic fave is Dr. Umar. 
That is very problematic. You know, that's some of the things he said. That's so problematic. I feel like that's less problematic than Pretty Patel. I don't know. I don't know. Pretty Patel at least hides some of her problematic opinions. Uma said we'd have to put down young black boys for good. Yeah, and Pretty Patel. Do you know what? what? She only deports them. Yeah, but I, I would rather know that you're an outright racist and know everything about your racism than you hide it from me. And I have to like figure it out slowly, like Pretty Patel. Uh, I didn't really have to figure it. I knew from Pretty Patel. I just knew from her. I could just tell she was a racist. She didn't it. even have to say anything. But it's just you know something about the self hate. Anyway, gone. I actually Ooh, think Doctor Umar is less problematic. I changed my mind. He's I think Umar's good looking though. Who's your, Tunde? Who's your problematic favorite? I know you have one. Don't even lie. You've got one. Doctor Umar's not good looking. You don't think Umar's good looking? You didn't see that. You didn't see the one way he was like. He just, just got a fresh trim, and he was looking at the camera. Oh, <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, if I had to pick a problematic fave, it would probably be Scarlett Johansson. She's not Great that. Pick. She's problematic. Not that problem- that she's one. not that problematic. Is she? Is she? I mean, she's not in the grand scheme of life. Compared to Pete Patel, no. I mean, no. Of course not. No, probably not on the same level. Nah, nowhere near. Susie, what about you? Who's your problematic fave? I'm really thinking. I'm thinking of someone I've had to cancel recently. About. Terry. Terry Crews is definitely a problematic. Like I can imagine if I was attracted to men, Terry Crews would be my problematic honest, fave. Okay, he's my problematic just, fave now. But he's I don't think he was that attractive. Yes, I did. I have like a. Why are you even like? Him? I don't know if, wants, if Harry wants to tell everybody something, but okay. Those, those titties. <laughs> it's, it's the uh, oh, what's his old spice? It's his old spice. Ever. Oh, time's done this because I called your name. I know you've done it again. Sorry. Oops. Oh, yeah. I. I think I, there wasn't even a discussion to be had about this. This is just a a PSA. For anyone who was worried about the hordes of mask-wearing um, protesters in the streets weeks ago that have not contributed to a spike, if you did have that energy masks. for uh, Black Lives Matter walking through the streets, please maintain that same energy when you see Soho-packed with barely enough space to swing a cat no just to put your shirt back on because a lot of them were topless for no reason it's not it's even true mm. i can assure you the same people who who having that energy for black lives matter do not, do not listen have to this podcast absolutely and they and they will <laughs> and they will be saying that at least they were bloody helping the economy eh? yeah they say they're helping the economy by uh beating up police causing damage in the streets yeah it's very useful i can we please 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 can i can i just request that we talk about will and jada well we're talking about now i guess you just said sorry cool that's a that's that's a nezzy special segue for anyone (laughs) (laughs) i've just been take it away okay so for those of you who don't know uh jada pinkett smith yeah aka will smith's wifey for lifey or as she calls herself life partner yeah um 
has essentially well august alcina who is a rapper singer mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry i'm not down with the kids um I'd, I'd actually never heard of him until until to this day um this basically day. did an interview with angela angela Yee, in which he basically said that he had a relationship with jada and that he sat down with will and asked will permission to have a relationship with jada and will gave him his blessing and that basically he was in love with jada and that if he never loved anybody else again in his life he'll be satisfied because he knew what it was to truly love somebody and um jada and came back and said loves... sorry go on sing us on no just go have on. you ever loved jada loved somebody no i was singing no brandy oh, come sorry. on Man, what switched. was i singing what, what s club seven Oh gosh, I thought you were singing Liberty X. <laughs> wish there was a chance to say I'm sorry. I should not see. That's the way I feel about, about you, baby. baby. Have you ever felt like you Listen, if they let Bradley sing more, I know it would have been. Oh. Bradley, my brother Bradley, you know. Bradley, Black Lives it? Matter. S- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Is that not? Ain't no pilot like an S cup party. I'll show you. <laughs> Think about it from side to side. Ooh, ooh. Put your hands in it's the air. There's a body over there. Okay. Oh gosh. S-Club. See you at the crossroads. See you. See you. See you at the crossroads. See you. So what we're just we're just going through late. Can I just late, say, late, why they allowed the one black guy and he just did like he, he had the least rapping in the entire film? There, were, there was one black guy, one mixed race guy. Melody. <laughs> see you in the club ah. with Bello. Cheeks off like a pillow. You guys don't remember those bars. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Blazing bars. Blazing squad. Do you remember Flip Reverse It? Like oh, the attempt to be American. Oh, if you let me, I'm going to flip reverse it. Go Come on, baby, work it for me. <laughs> nah, tell you what a certified banger is Blue or Raz. I need to listen to that. Oh, soon. that's actually. That is actually a certy banger. Absolutely. You know why? Because Blue gave their black man something to do yes actually mm, simon webb true. simon webb yeah simon webb could actually sing his voice yeah he did he wasn't the lead but he could he, no, got... he could sing i had a nice voice sorry where was i back sorry. on will and jada yeah sorry go on, go on. So basically yeah august said that july but felt... august was in jada <laughs> oh, oh <God>. goodness <laughs> let's keep it moving keep going keep going keep going also, can we just can we also just talk about their ages as well Oh yeah, that's a far yeah. more. So how how old is all this? Jada is forty eight, and she's did you say paying for forty eight? Oh my word, unbelievable! Yeah, yeah. what's I mean, wrong with Harry? Go on. <laughs> and he is twenty seven. That is twenty one years. Wow. He is older. She had finished uni when he had been born. That's disgusting. <laughs> Like, when you compare it like that, that just sounds terrible. Like, she was literally like is that on, not on LinkedIn finding her first Is it job. grouping? Is it? I don't know. So, it's yeah, because my normal, my normal thing is, it's half the age plus seven, isn't yeah. at all ages. Well, where does that come from? Is that from Islam? I don't know, bro. But someone said I, it to me, and I and I thought about it, and I was like, I feel it like that's works. something in. No, I don't want to say. The no, no, think about it. No, think about it. Eighteen. I feel like eighteen divided by nine plus seven equals sixteen. Like, think about it. It works everywhere. Like, like if you're 30, 30 divided by 2 is 15, just, plus 7 is 22. No, I'm, I'm yeah. not going to back that. 
Yeah, ladies, and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I am not co-signing that. I am not co-signing. <laughs> Wait, really? Because nah, think about it, guys. It actually works. Were, let's say you were 19. Okay. Right? Half that, you're looking at nine and a half. Plus seven is 16. You are in uni. Uh, going back to GCSE. Sticky, sticky one still. It's sticky. It's sticky. It's not. It's not. It doesn't always work. That's all we need to say. Sorry, my apologies to my um, Muslim bros and girls out there. That was absolutely not from your religion. Wow. <laughs> that was apparently... You are fake news. You are fake <laughs> that news. That was apparently... Uh, the origin of the rule is unclear. It's sometimes considered to have French origin. Apologies. Wow. French origin. See, that makes sense. Then man move a yeah, bit. Yeah, they move a bit like, weird. What was that? But maybe, was that? maybe it works if you're above a certain Yeah, if you're above a certain age, but I think it works. Above 20? Above 20. Yeah. I'm going to say 2021. 20, yeah, 21. Like that. Anyway, sorry, we've distracted here. Basically, yes, you're right, Susie. This was a bit of a bit of a groomy one. It's a very groomy one. But can we talk also about the open relationship? Like, how can you... About? Okay, just the idea of, like, a man coming to you and just being like, hey, can I have a relationship with your... Why? It's bad to you, but to some people, it works for them. Okay, do you guys think you could be in a No, of course not. That thing would never work for me. Absolutely not. Do you, do you genuinely no, think I'm not insecure. Anyone, huh? What's that? Do you, do you actually genuinely think that it works for people? Like genuinely works? Appar- I genuinely don't does. know their life. Apparently it does, right? I, 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 don't, I don't... Honestly, I think I would rather go down the line of how we need to talk about the, the grooming and the importance of addressing this both ways however from an open relationship perspective really and truly people can live their lives however like but that's um, not what she, she didn't ask you that though can i do it no no and yeah. and i won't lie there's a little bit of it that is ego because it will yeah. just be pain in me it is I, i'm not no, to, I'm me, not to me it's to me it's, to me it's not ego i just think it's to me i just i don't think it, it doesn't make sense to me but it doesn't have to make sense to me but to me, if I'm if I'm committing to someone in a relationship, I'm not committing to you plus one plus two plus five plus ten. Why am I in a relationship then? Keep it stepping. Because like, maybe just... that's your primary relationship where you get for the so the way Jaden and Rule said it was like um they're life partners, like they have their kids together, they're a continuing sort of like friendship and support that's like unwavering. But they yeah, might have romantic that's a great friendship. Yeah, but I've it might friends. be a friendship, but you might also but it's not just a friendship. Like you're you you do not sleep with your friends, you don't Some people do. So clearly, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, but you don't have. You don't I, I have... cannot co-sign that. I cannot co-sign. <laughs> <laughs> I have never slept with a friend, um. But like, yeah, I mean, I, I can. I was thinking about it, and I was just like, because some people are saying that the reason why some people can't do open relationships is because they're possessive, and when you truly love somebody, oh, shut the hell up, you're man. not possessive. Listen, all I'm saying is those, I don't care about these these stupid Twitter woke people that think they can rationalize away everything by saying everyone else is dumb and they're the smart ones because they're so open. No, you like things the way you like them. Cool. I like the way things (laughs) I like them. Cool. You're not better than me though. Do you know what that reminded me of? The the episode of Wife Swap where the little kid is like King Curtis where he's like, she thinks she's the queen and we're the sorry people. (laughs) What? Bacon is good for me. <laughs> but the black woman tries to make them <laughs> vegan. Yes. 
he's like fantastic i'm laughing just thinking about it he's like he takes his little like suitcase and fills it with all these angry (laughs) with all these little meats and he's like i'm leaving (laughs) she thinks she's the queen and we're the sorry people (laughs) (laughs) well i've got news for you (laughs) i'm leaving Can you send this to me afterwards? I want to. I want to cash fun as well. <laughs> so funny. Sorry, just let me think. So, Susie, Susie, what do you think about open relationships? You be one? Uh, no, never. Are you insecure? Are you? Uh, are you? Are you not enlightened enough? Are you, I mean, probably. Is it your star sign that doesn't maybe, allow you to maybe be? Maybe if I maybe if I reached a higher level of enlightenment, mm. then I could be in an open relationship. But I don't think true love is not possessive. I don't think it's even. I, I don't know. I think we, I, I don't think it's that deep, right? The reality is, some people can do it. Some people can't. Some people want to get married. Some people don't. When you say some people, some people can. Do you think there's? Yeah. Wait. When you say some, what kind of percentage are you talking here? I don't know. I don't know how many people. I've not looked into the stats around how many people would claim to be in an open relationship. I'm going to guarantee you that 90% of the people in this world could not. Maybe even 95%. Well, what do you mean by can or cannot? I think they can do it. Can they do it and be completely whole, feel whole and happy? No, I don't, no, I don't think so. No, that's what but I'm saying. But then I'm biased. Like, I'm openly, I mean, everyone in the podcast knows a lot of us in the podcast we're Christians. I believe marriage was made for, you know, that specific purpose. So I, I don't think well, it's going to be... Well, if, if, it, if it's so-called, if it can work so well, why go on for all this then? What do you mean? Why are we, talk, why are we talking about their open relationships? Since this, if this thing works so well, clearly it has the potential to go very wrong. So, you know... Yeah, but are you, arguably what went wrong wasn't the fact that they were in an open relationship. It was the fact that... that they were in an open relationship with the wrong person. Was, yeah, with the fact that August Alcina was young and feels like he might have been... Well, people are saying that he might be manipulated. <laughs> Yo... I just think that's wild. Man comes home and says, "Yo, I got this young, I got this thing here. You right? Is it right if I go through? Yeah, that's fine. That's cool. Do I just don't thing. believe the conversation happened like that. Susie, would you date a younger man, significantly younger, so it's someone who's like, say, eighteen, no. like an eighteen-year-old? No. Harry, what's happening? No. Because I don't know. I just how have, think we, how have we turned into? How have we turned into? Pedophiles are us. <laughs> what's, what's, this, what's this lifestyle podcast we're talking about now? All right, loose fine. Let's go that. back. No, I'm joking. No, 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 go, no, go. Do you see how? Do you see the fan phobia in that? He called us loose I, women. I saw that. Right. Don't worry about. it. I saw loose, loose women. I wrote it down. No, I didn't. No, Harry. To be fair, you did call them loose women. No, but no. When I said loose women, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. I do not co-sign this. Wait, it's because you said a lifestyle show. So the first thing I thought was a loose woman. Ladies and gentlemen, I do not co-sign. Oh, <laughs> listen, do you see the misogynoir? Tunde, Tunde, you're it was a snake, bro. Listen, do you want to say off? Who? Me? Me? Listen, I posted a black square on Instagram, okay? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, go on, Susie. We talked all over you. What were you saying? Um, yeah, mansplaining again. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I would not. Because I just think of guys my own age and how, no offence to you guys. No offence, offence. But we don't do no offence on this podcast, we just do offence. When I say no (laughs) offence, I often mean offence though. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Just how much emotional maturity matters and how often I find that we're just not on the same level. And then I think of guys who are far younger than me and I'm like, what, what would that look like? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I feel can't like even lie. I could zone that too. <laughs> I, yeah, I, can't, uh, I, I was hoping, I was I was thinking of a way I could I could phrase that that would either be funny or remotely satirical. It's like, oh no, no, that's. That's a general trend. It's the sad state of life. Sorry. And that's and that's what makes me think the relationship between going back to what they want to talk about, the whole grooming thing, that the relationship between Jada and August couldn't have been kosher because of the vast maturity gap between me and men my own age. Correct. That a twenty year age gap. That is not that is a child to you. I'm sorry, that's a child. That's literally a child. She was an adult for the entirety of his childhood. <laughs> literally. Like that's that's a child to you. It's not legally True, but wrong. It's, it's legal. So it's legal, but I don't think can't it's ethical. Tell her nothing. I don't think it's ethical yeah, that she did that. I, yeah, I think I think there is a there is a responsibility because the the point I really wanted to follow up on on this was that um too often like we we talk about the the hypersexualization of black boys and or, or the exposure to sexuality of black boys when it comes to things like uh, I can't remember what the name is of that that institute who said he got strippers for his his sons. What? Um, oh, wow! Oh gosh, yes. Um, he got strippers for his sons. Oh, was it, it was a rap- Yeah, it was Boosie, I think. Yeah. Um, who got strippers for like his t- teenage sons? Um, to to make sure that they knew how to be men, and ra da da ra ta ta. Wow, uh, a one parenting there, mate. And yeah, there we go. He hired sex worker to prepare his preteens. Um, but his pre it was preteens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what we what we cannot overlook though is how damaging things like this and that grooming relationship when much, much older women. I think there is something you you, you can almost, almost justify it if you're looking at 10 years, right? Even at a stretch, you can go, fine, 10 years, yet you have that slight generational gap, but it's not like literally old enough to be your parent. But when it's that that size of gap, the the emotional damage you do when it comes to even even his statement, the the suggestion that this guy thinks that the best experience of love that he's ever going to get is this woman who essentially never saw him as more than just her piece on the side, because and I say this because if she did, she wouldn't be so quick to deny all the claims right if if it was something that happened if if this is real she was so quick to deny that they ever had a relationship that they ever had sex all of that which is not something you do if you see someone as as someone that you love the way that he claims to love her right and that's going to be damaging if we get a month down the line and what comes out of it is he's portrayed as some loser or some loner that is going to have an impact and an effect on any future relationships he may or may not have. Right. And we, we have to address that with the same seriousness as we do when it's uh, an older man doing it to a younger woman. Right. 
the criticism that Leonardo DiCaprio gets for his inability to date anyone out older than 23 or whatever age it was needs to be addressed when these women are doing it. When it was uh, Amber, Amber Rose? Um, when it was Amber Rose and whatever little teenage boy she was driving around, like mm-hmm. it was seen as. Oh no, that, do you, you think know, the power dynamics are different though? Even, even despite the age gap, do you think the power dynamics are different because of gender? I don't know if it's the, the power dynamics, but I think the problem is the patriarchy makes it very difficult for them to be portrayed as a sympathetic character in this, in, in the situation. Because patriarchy still portrays this as raw. You've done a big man thing by securing an older woman. As also, in, but also on that, she also called it like she referred to it as grown. Like, let me find her statement because she said something wild. Sorry. Yeah, she said, Will and I both can do whatever we want because we trust each other. This does not mean we have an open relationship. This means we have a grown one. So it's just weird because like you said maybe he thinks it's a big man thing coming from like him saying look my whatever he wants to call her is like this old but she also seems to think it's to do with maturity that she's able to have these multiple men so I think it is to do with like their understanding of maturity and power I don't know I don't agree with it but I just don't understand her kind of thing because I've done this. This doesn't mean I have an open relationship. We're just, it's just a grown relationship. So I guess is she saying that this was a one-off? This isn't something that's like a rule for our relationship, which I guess is technically not the same as an open relationship. I just found it weird that she felt the need to clarify that. But then she's basically admitted that it happened. Because I, I, what I initially thought was that she denied that it happened. I don't know, man. Who knows about these dumb celebrities? Um, and they're, 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 I don't know, whatever. Like, I don't know their lives. I don't know. What I do know is that that open relationship is, if it can work for them, that's down to them. But as for me in my house, an open relationship is one where you're walking out the door, my friend. <laughs> the open- Bars. Nezzy, Nezzy, walking out the door. It's not right. It's not, it's not right, but it's okay. That was the exactly. That was, I was just that was bro, I was just about to say that. Man when man went unbreak my heart. Honestly, if I'm you were about August. If, no, if this if this was if this was a if this was a TV show, you would be no. If this was a movie, you'd be Effie White in Dreamgirls, okay? You missed the cue. <laughs> Congratulations, Susie. Your blue sequin dress is in the back. Yes. <laughs> That's why I came. So, it's not right, but it's okay. I'm going to make it anyway. Tell them. Pack your bags yeah. up and leave. You're listening to Tim Plantation. Running back to me. Episode 31. All right. <laughs> okay. Right. I'm going to make it anyway. 
alright but it's okay Shout out to Buttons and Yemi who weren't on this episode Happy Listen, you know how much of a banger that song is? That that beat is so, like, when it comes in, the drop Oh my word I love it I actually love that song R.I.P. Whitney, man right. You know Whitney was actually the GOAT Yeah, she like, was Oh, guys, I saw something. If you're going to talk about Aretha Franklin's movie, huh? I saw no. that. It was so good. No, no, no. I wasn't going to talk about that. Oh. Okay, I was sorry, just talking. Uh, sorry, I was talking about singers. Yeah, yeah. I saw oh. something about it was it was like a four. It was like four singers. Yeah, and it, it, was, said, uh, it was Rihanna, Adele, uh, T Swift, and Beyonce. Can you like I'm not even close to being a stan, right? But what the what this is why Twitter you can't like I've never seen a good music debate on Twitter because they don't know anything. Don't know anything None of them know music. anything. First of all, you can't put you can't put Taylor Swift and Rihanna in the same category as Beyonce and Adele. Beyonce and Adele are it's not even close. singers. Superior, elite, like fantastic, wonderful, amazing. Like and Taylor Swift and Rihanna are not. I don't even see like Rihanna's a mogul. Like she's uh, that's yeah. Because if, if you actually look at if you actually look at her songs, I I can't think of one where I was like, oh, you know what? At least on this song, you showed out. Like she's, Rihanna has always been pop tracks. Yeah, and like, she, it's not that she can't sing at all. She just no, doesn't. It's, she, it's just she's she, not she here for no. She's here for yeah. Ponder replay. Hey, Mr. DJ, I'm Pandy Replay. Hey, Mr. DJ, what you telling me? It's come, Mr. DJ. Oh, gosh. What is it? Yeah. I'm come, Mr. DJ. Somebody. I didn't know when I was young, innit? I just, do, you know was, do you know what was the ultimate banger? Uh-oh. If it's loving that you... No. Do you know... Oh, my gosh. You know that song? Do you know how it's off she was? She was so, so... Like, she was so off. There's not even she's off already. No, it's too bad. It's I'm too shook. bad to even play I'm more. Shook. I never realized that before. It was so bad. So bad. Well, um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I really like musical interludes. We've had so many musical interludes. Bruv, this, this is just part of an integral part of the podcast at this point. I, I I enjoy it and I appreciate it. <laughs> let's never let's never do liberty again. <laughs> uh, okay, so I think we have one final question before we wrap this up, and. It's an awful one. However, I'm going to force you to answer it. Go on. Does the UK have a version of Beyonce? <sighs> oh, I forgot that I said this. <laughs> you did. Was I actually serious? Uh, this Mel B. Mel B. I, I accept that. Can, <laughs> you, can you justify, please? No. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. You know what? This, is, this is part of the fun because I can justify that. Go okay. on. Wow. Mel B 
just like Beyonce, was a member of one of the most successful bands mm. of their time. True, true that, true that. She was also, she also has a B in her name. Of the most recognizable faces in that band. True say, true say. Because she was black. Also had a banging body. She also mm. true. probably was, was a um, best singer. Over over sexualized at a young age, and you know, really realistically, should have been given more appropriate outfits and shouldn't have been treated as scary for being the black one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, apart from that, she also went on to have some sort of solo career. Okay, name me one Mel B song right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what somebody said, Samantha Mamba? I'm not even gonna lie. If that is our answer to Beyonce, then boy, everyone doesn't. I not even say, not saying Samantha Mumbo is bad, but if that is our answer to Beyonce, nobody puts respect on Leona Lewis's name. Yeah, because she's not on the same level. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, because the thing is, you can't really. No, I think Beyonce is a bad. It's a very bad. You can't. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Say, UK Stevie Wonder. I asked you for your answer. You said Mel B. <laughs> Nezzy has said Samantha No, no, Mumbo. no, I haven't said I said someone said Samantha, but that's not my answer. Who are you saying then? Who's up? Do you know who I really like? I'm not even going to act like she's a Beyonce, but I really like Kaisha from Sugar Babes. Do you know what? I flipping. Do you know what? I, do you know what? <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. No, know do, you know what? What? No, do you know what? Do you know what? Sorry. No, do you know what? I can actually sort of. I mean. Forget the comparison stuff, but shout out to to. to Sorry, Trust if you're going to play it, you have to play Two Lost in You. At least a clip of it. No, no, you don't get a double. What you Okay, so we've had we've had Mel B. <laughs> we've had Keisha from Sugar Babes. Okay, Susie, you know, you I actually had someone better, but go on. No, no, you picked Mel B. That's that's your loss. Mm. Susie, who is your? I don't miss Dynamite. 
Well, Harry cues up the track. What's what's the justification? Yes. Doesn't even matter. Play the track. Hey. Woo! Icon, you know how iconic this track is. Those are three very good shouts, but I was really hoping that none of you would say the correct answer. Oh. Is of course the one and only Estelle. Oh. 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 No. No, that's a good one. You know she stepped up on her own. This woman is our Beyonce. Can we skip the first uh, first verse then? Okay. Let me get away this weekend. Take me to Broadway. Let's go shopping. Maybe then we'll go to a cafe. Let's go on the subway. Take me to your hood. I've never been to Brooklyn and I'd like to see what's good. Brooklyn, you can't get out of No, shout out who we missed. Beverly Knight. Could say. On Beverly I was going to say Sade. Sade. Oh my gosh, Sade. Oh. But she's not really Beyonce vibes. Smooth operator. Alicia Dixon. I thought her. <laughs> I love Alicia Dixon. Lisa Mafia. Shiesty. What? Shiesty. If I had my own wish. <laughs> Maybe not the UK's Beyonce, but I flipping love Shiesty, man. Who else have we had? We also could have chosen Emily Sunday. Oh, do you know what Emily Sunday is actually probably yeah. she's probably a very good closer to the. Oh, no, I, I actually think Leo, going back, Leona Lewis could have been like, yeah. I think if, if they pushed her, if they pushed, if they pushed her more, or Alexandra Burke. Mm. Alexandra Burke is great. Or or Gabrielle. 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 Do you know we've had there's we've had some great Heather Smalls. What have you done today to make us feel <laughs> proud? <laughs> that harmony was respect to that. Is uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that today. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> the key you had thought that I had thought. Do you know that who we're talking about? Who? The USA's Wiley. Kanye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
ladies and gentlemen, that has been our episode. Thank you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Kanye West for president. Mr. West, Mr. West, Mr. West, Mr. West. That's what I'm telling you, bro. All, all I'm going to say is when Donald Trump wins again as a result of Kanye West doing the devil's work and splitting the vote, I will... Really? He will. Yeah, yeah, he was with it. I mean, I'm, really? No, I want to have faith, I have I faith in think. black people. I actually want to have faith in black people. I don't think people I think, It's well, not I black, just, people black, people. Gonna it's not black people who it's going to be. It's going to be like, dude, like... Dude, I, I totally voted for Kanye. Dude, <laughs> jokes was that I totally voted for Kanye. Look, uh, look, I I, I I love my black friends. I I would have voted for Kanye twice if I could. <laughs> You're right. I don't think it's going to be black people who vote for Kanye. It will not. It's it's going to be people who who actually are not as affected by the by Trump being in another four years. Well, obviously everybody's affected because look at the coronavirus rates in the U.S. But I mean, like, who maybe feel that they're not as affected? He say the man that brought us this. Yo, chief, they can't stop me from rapping, can they? That guy. Aww. How? How did we lose that? Don't understand. Get it all. The man it that brought us. The man that brought us. Oh, The man that brought us. Really? Like, do you know where? Do you know from whence Kanye has came? Like, Kanye has come. He's come from diamonds. Like, he's come from. He's come from. Where are you, Kanye? The Kanye, the Kanye by Pharrell. Oh gosh, We've, you know I'm, Kanye has gone from George Bush doesn't care about black people. Does anyone remember that iconic? I remember moment? that iconic, I remember that iconic moment. And you know what's crazy though It's like, okay, this is my other question, and this is another loose woman type question. Like, would you support your partner if they were going to run for president if you didn't think they were going to be a good president? Nope. No. no. I tell. I tell. No, I say no. I'd try to stop them before they went and announced it. Publicly okay, embarrass themselves. If they publicly say you were in Kim's position and your and your partner then publicly announces they're going to run for president, I'm not going to say you, nothing in public, but I'm definitely I'm patting him in private. Yeah, but are you going to publicly back him? Man. Are you going to go to all his engagements? Kim, Kim no, has to publicly back him. She has She's to all been him. publicly embarrassed. She doesn't know life any other way, so she's not going to feel any type of way from backing him. I'm trying to she, think what I would has, do. She has, what to, can she has you to publicly do? back it. However, um, in private, if it was me, I would 100% be like, yo, this this is a nonsense. I need you to take back your tweet. The same way you tried, to, <laughs> the same way, I can't remember what it was when he was beefing, um, was it Jay? When he was oh, yeah, beefing Jay-Z yeah. on Twitter, and then next thing you know, he's backing down also on Twitter. That needs to happen again here. But what if he didn't? Like, what if he was just like, no? Or she, in your case, she was like, no. Then you end up with a situation where, like we said, he's going to end up causing havoc. Like all of these, 
And what would you, but that's what I'm saying. What, if, they, if they then, if they then said, I'm not going to back down, I'm going to continue, I want to do this, do you then publicly stand by them? Or I think you, you just stay quiet. You just stay quiet. So you just don't say anything. You don't retweet their posts. You just do nothing. You don't, you don't acknowledge it. You don't acknowledge it. And someone asks you for a statement, you say, He is. Yeah, but to be fair, to be fair, she could just do, she could just do a Melania. She doesn't have to say anything for like years. (laughs) It's true. It's even true. Just say be best. Be best. That's That's all she has to do. I even think she'd be a better first lady than Melania. Yeah, no, I think so. Absolutely. But that's not hard. Yeah, she, yeah. Because she can at least write her own speeches. Ooh. Yeah, I actually didn't mean that as a burn. Like I was just being generous. No, but it's true. <laughs> it's true, like, it's true I actually true. think Kim has the capability of doing that, and probably, and probably doing some decent things. Like I actually think, even her stuff with prison reform and yeah. Well, she, maybe once she starts, well, once she influences her sisters to start paying their workers. Well, well, oh, well. there it is. I think she just has to go along with it. Yeah. And she likes, com- the fa- she likes the fame though, I think. Yeah, I think she does. I was having this conversation with um um with my part- boyfriend. And um oh, I don't usually I don't even say that usually on the podcast, but yeah, go on and said it. Um about whether he whether he would expect me to publicly back him if he did Why wouldn't why wouldn't you be running? Hmm? Why aren't you running? No, 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 not not no, not running for president. No, huh? of course I can why be is- president. Why is it like you? <laughs> no, no, huh? no. We of were course. actually we were talking wow. about Terry Crews. We were actually much. talking about Terry Crews. You know when Terry Crews said, I don't have to support um anybody apart from Rebecca, Rebecca gives me wings. And I said if <laughs> like you she's said, Red Bull or something. Yeah, and I said if you said something like that about me, I'd have to publicly be like, nah. Sorry, I don't I don't support this. And he was like, No, you have to back me publicly. If I say if I say you give me wings, <laughs> you just have to be like, that's it. <laughs> And I was like, mm, I don't know. Once you're in that position, it's tied up with so much money. It's very hard not to publicly back someone because you're a brand. Yeah. Your your actual brand, your you your relationship is actually a brand at this point, and you then have to go as a pair to do whatever nonsense the other person decides to do. Wow. That is depressing. <laughs> and so. As I look across the panels on my Zoom screen, is there any further topics, whether loose womanish or not, that people would like to bring out? I should have been a sugar baby. This is okay. I think this is correct. We all. Tunde. <laughs> this is what you get as a host for asking people whether there's. Extra topics. Okay, first I'm of asking all, people there's extra topics. First you're look, fired. What I'm doing you're is fired. democratizing it. You're fired. <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> yes, you know what? To be honest, you're lucky you never gave me host rights on this, on this Zoom call because I'd have muted you. You're a menace. <laughs> and with that, I think uh, it has been a... You are fake news. In, it's been a wonderful time with most of you. <laughs> Harry, there's a reason why you're not hosting. Um, let's let's say our goodbyes, people. Oh, gosh. There's, no, actually, don't. No, there isn't. It. No, there's a thumbs up. It's fine. Let's say our goodbyes. Uh, Harry, do you want to kick off? Yeah, man. Um, 
thanks everyone for tuning in obviously at plantation tales actually no that's your job let me yeah, not say that i'm uh, just saying cool, yeah, yeah see you later sayonara hasta la vista goodbye see you later don't let the door hit you where the good lord split you That was a very aggressive goodbye. Yeah. I was trying to do the one for my wife and kids, but I couldn't remember the order. Go on. Um, although we come to the end of the road, it's, um, you know, I can't let go. It's unnatural. You belong to me. I belong to you. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. That was a poet poem by the right honourable Wisterman. <laughs> Susie? So long. Farewell. I'm not even gonna do a song. Bye, guys. Have we listen. Goodbye. I like that. Okay, play it, please. No, no we're definitely not playing the song that is performed by a family that were definitely running away from the Nazis. Has gone to. We're still running away from. We are. That's a word. That is a word. Tinde, can okay. you just can you just wrap this I, um, podcast, please? <laughs> I would if certain people. He is a sick puppy. Trying to take back their position. Listen, go run down a ramp, yeah? Don't touch control. He said go run down a ramp. But yeah, I have been uh, your host for the day. Is your boy TFTP underscore Tunde. That's TFTP underscore T-U-N-D-E on Instagrams and Twitter. You can also follow the podcast at Plantation Tales, all one word, on Twitter, or Tales from the Plantation on instagrams you can find the podcast on apple podcasts spotify podcasts uh soundcloud literally all of the podcast uh applications and sources wherever you get your podcast did you say your did you say your podcast details i mean your um details mine yeah i did right at the start okay (laughs) cool um you probably just say them again just so people know I will. Why not? Keep recommending them. Uh, keep recommending this podcast to your friends. If you have people who want to know how to speak to black folk, let them come and listen to us. We're real black folk. Defo. Um, and yeah, like and subscribe. Like, subscribe, comment, review, rate, all of that, because we want more people to find out about this podcast as well. Who knows? Maybe one day we'll finally reveal our faces. Mm. Cough, cough, Nessie. <clears throat> Me? What? Maybe. Actually, no, it's not Nezzy, it's Harry. Harry's hiding. Me? Uh, yeah, my face is on my socials. Yeah, it is you. So, with that, we are wrapping up. This has been Tales from the Plantation, Volume 32. We out. Thank you very much. <laughs>